Hey everyone, I'm Alex Cantor. And I'm Lily Rosenthal. Welcome to our podcast, Hot Pastrami. We are coming to you from our favorite booth at Cantor's Deli here in LA. We're going to invite some of our friends to join us for a chat over some matzo ball soup and pastrami sandwiches. So join us for new episodes of Hot Pastrami every week on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, or wherever you listen to podcasts. See you soon. Bye. Hey, about last night, podcast fans, what up? Hey, can we talk for a second? Can we talk money? (laughs) Let's talk money. Truth is, sometimes honest, hardworking folks need a little bit extra, okay? And some banks don't always make it fast or easy, but I'll tell you who does. Avant! Finally, there's a company who gets it. Avant, A-V-A-N-T. Guess what? They provide access to personal loans from $1,000 to $35,000 without ever stepping foot in a branch. All you got to do is simply go to avantoffer.com and check your competitive rate, okay? Checking your rate is risk-free. There's no risk. Is there a risk? No, man, it's risk-free with no effect on your FICO score, all right? Complete your application in minutes, and the funds could be in your account as soon as tomorrow. See how easy and convenient borrowing is through avantoffer.com. Avant will give you a $50 Amazon.com gift card after you make your first payment on time. Who else does that? Nobody? That's right. For this offer and to check your rate risk-free, go to avantoffer.com and enter promo code last night. That's A-V-A-N-T offer.com, promo code last night. Avantoffer.com, promo code last night. Loans made by WebBank. Funds are generally deposited via ACH for delivery next business day if approved by 4.30 p.m. Central Time, Monday through Friday. FICO is a registered trademark of Fair Isaac Corporation. Amazon is not a sponsor of this promotion. Other restrictions apply. See website for details. Hey, everybody. It's Adam Ray for the About Last Night podcast. Happy New Year! (laughs) The first ALN episode of 2016. We made it, baby. Such a great year. Uh, Such a fun year, man. The, The episodes, the guests... That we've had this year have been unreal, and uh, like I mentioned in the last episode, it's only going to get better, baby. The uh, the guests we have lined up for January, um, it's gonna it's gonna be a good couple months. That's all I'm gonna say. Um, Happy New Year again. Hope everyone uh, had a had a great New Year. I spent it with my nieces and my nephew. I babysat them so my sister could go out, and uh, and it was fun, man. It was nice to wake up and not feel like I wanted to kill myself because I was hungover. So that was that was a fun feeling. It was a new feeling, <laughs> but it was a fun feeling. Um, I'm a little hungover right now. I had a uh, long night last night of karaoke. Um, it was incredible. I haven't karaoke in a long time. I forget how fun it is. Uh, shout out to uh, Rockbox in Seattle for, for housing us and, and showing me and my, my crew. My homies here in Seattle, we, we want to do one night before I went uh, back to L.A. Shout out to all my buddies who came last night, too. Steve, Chris, Sully, Tony, uh, Alicia, uh, Frenchie. Uh, uh, Laura Burkhart. It was uh, just a blast. Um, again, you know, I, I sing all the time in the car, in the shower, uh, in my NyQuil dreams when I'm trying to have sex with Katy Perry. But I don't sing in a uh, c- close proximity room uh, drunk with my buddies a lot. And it's uh, it's just the best, man. If you don't karaoke, you got you to do it every now and then. It really just yeah, it makes you forget about everything and reminds you about how many great 90s songs there are. Which, man, we uh, we really... We, we sang every catchy 90s song in the book. Um, did we sing Third Eye Blind's Jumper? Yes, we did. Did we close out the night singing Closing Time, all hugging each other and getting a little uh, choked up? Maybe. Um, did we all sing uh, Sweet Sweet Fantasy Baby by Mariah Carey and love the fuck out of it? Yeah, we did, man. It felt good, by the way, singing that song. That's, that is a song 
I don't care who you are. You hear that song. First of all, you want to try to sing to it because nobody really knows the words. You know, when it's like... Everybody sings that shit. And it's a catch. You want to dance to it. It was just the best, man. Karaoke's the best. So uh, that was a solid way to send off uh, uh, my, my trip here in Seattle and to start my 2016. You know, you want to start it off right. And that was, that was the first real uh, night. And to start off your year right. That was a great way to start 2016. Um, you know, was I very hungover today? Yeah, man. But that's the price you pay when you, uh, <laughs> when you get drunk with your buddies and sing 90s songs. Anyway. Again, uh, thank you so much for your uh, all your your support this year, guys. Your your iTunes comments and and ratings, uh, which you can do right now as you're listening to the intro, baby. Go to iTunes, uh, the About Last Night iTunes page. Comment on the iTunes, uh, iTunes page and give us a five star rating. Helps us climb the charts. We appreciate all you guys' support. The tweets, the emails. You guys are killing it. Really makes it that much sweeter for us doing this when you guys um, let us know uh, and and when you do it face to face. That's also a, a pretty special, uh, pretty special thing. Some of the people I had come up to me in 2015 and thank me for doing the podcast and tell me how much it impacted their lives uh, was was pretty awesome. I know Brad can attest to that. It uh, really makes you step back and go, Jesus, I, you know, this is really fun, and we we want to definitely be an escape for people and an insight for comedy that you don't get otherwise. But uh, you know, to hear for some of you that it's really just like, uh, you know, it, as the song says, helps you get through the day. Uh, it's really pretty awesome to, uh, to hear that. So thank you for listening. Thank you for subscribing. Uh, the show's only going to get better from here, baby. So don't you go anywhere. Uh, today's episode is an episode I've been wanting to have for a long time. It's my buddy who, uh, I've known in comedy since I started, uh, when he was working at the La Jolla comedy store in San Diego. He's a rising star in the comedy scene. And uh, has created one of the most, arguably the pop- most popular show uh, in comedy right now, um, called Roast Battle. It happens every uh, Tuesday night, 11.30, in the belly room of the comedy store. And uh, it's basically a, a roast show. You get these young comics, three rounds, where they, they roast each other with roast jokes. And some of the best roast jokes you'll ever see. I mean, the writing from some of these uh, comics is, is, is mind-blowing. And they get a week to prep, and... It's, it's, it's as raw as you'll ever see a comedy show. And the belly room, we've mentioned, is very conducive for the energy that the roast battle exudes. It's packed, it's tight, it's, uh, it's a little hot, it's muggy, and uh, the elements of the roast battle are unlike anything you'll ever see in a show. Celebrity judges that they've gotten that have really taken the show um, to uh, a next level to where people fly in just to see this shit. Uh, and they've performed in all sorts of festivals. Celebrity judges include Jim Carrey, Dave Chappelle, um, uh, Jason Reitman, Bill Burr, Sarah Silverman. I mean, I've judged it. Brad's judged it. It's it's a long list of unreal comics that that really add another piece to this puzzle and uh, and make it into the comedy beast that it is. Uh, and our buddy created this show, and he stops by the ALN podcast, the first episode of 2016, to talk about it. And his name is Brian Moses. Brian Moses, a military kid, moved to San Diego, uh, had a pregnancy scare, and started comedy. And uh, shit, man, it's a, it's a story that you just uh, again are, are like, wow, that's that was your journey to get into comedy. And how he created the roast battle is one of the best stories I, I've ever heard in comedy. It's just so real, man. And it's so you got to create your own opportunities out here. It's such a uh, business of uncertainty that if you don't try to do shit other than what is expected, um, you're just not going to make it, man. You got to think outside the box. And, and B. Moses is a, is a strong example of that. He's a great dude, uh, great stories. We laughed a lot on this one. 
And uh, I know you're going to enjoy it as much as we did, man. So follow Brian Moses on Twitter at Race Banning. <laughs> R-A-C-E-B-A-N-N-I-N-G. Race Banning. Uh, a hilarious Twitter handle. And also very, uh, you know, very, uh, very sensitive. And very, uh, he's saying something. Follow me on Twitter at Adam Ray Comedy. Follow Brad on Twitter at, uh, at Funny Brad. Uh, this weekend, I'm going to be in St. Louis, baby, at the Funny Bone. My third time at this club. I love this club. Matt and the boys always, uh, do it upright. And uh, I'll be coming to St. Louis Thursday through Sunday uh, to do the Funny Bone. Uh, so come out and see me. Get your tickets at funnybone.com. And then uh, I've got a lot of shows in L.A. the next three weeks. I'm staying in town for a little bit. Um, and uh, all those dates and shows are at adamraytv.com. Uh, performing, you know, two, three times a night, every night. So check the site. Hit me up if you want to come out to a show. And, uh, and we'll have some fun. Brad Williams uh, this weekend is going to be in Liberty Township, Ohio at the Funny Bone, January 7th through the 10th at Liberty Township, Ohio, Funny Bone. Get your tickets at funnybone.com and go see Brad. And then January 16th, oh baby, mark your calendars. If you live anywhere near Glendale, Glendale, California, Brad Williams is taping a second hour special for Showtime. He's growing up so fast. <laughs> he it seemed like just yesterday he did an hour special for Showtime last year, and it was the highest-rated special for Showtime they've ever had. And he's already doing a second one. The guy is really trying to uh, make me look bad. I don't even have one yet. He's already doing a second. But you know what? Hey, dude, that's what that's what you do when you're a crush, when you're a fucking crush factory. Um, go see Brad. Go see this special. It's going to be great. It's always better live. You're going to see it on TV. We know that. But, but but say you were there in the audience, you know? And and when you come to that audience, bring your ALN merch because he'll sign it for you, baby. Speaking of merch, we got so much new shit added uh, to the store. Uh, you've probably seen the posters that I've posted on Instagram. The first official ALN posters with, uh, with a handful of our guests over the years uh, surrounding a, a picture of Brad and I in the middle. It's a pretty dope poster. My girl Kelsey in Ohio created our logo and this poster, and she crushed it. That poster is available, signed or unsigned, at astoymerchandise.com, E-S-T-O-Y merchandise.com. Uh, also get the new hats we got on there. The new ALN hats, they're so dope. Get your hats, get your Ronin the Quave mugs, your shirts, bring them. We'll sign them, and, uh, and we'll do it up right, baby. Um, and, uh, and of course, keep subscribing on iTunes, five-star rating. Give us that, uh, that, that comment on the iTunes page. It helps us climb the charts, and we can keep bringing you amazing shows, which, uh, which man, this is going to be a great fucking year. I'm really pumped for it. Um, and I think that's it, baby. Now that we got the tour dates out of the way, those are the Twitter handles. That's all the merch info. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy a brand-new episode of the About Last Night podcast, the first of 2016, with our buddy, Brian Moses. Well, the weekend's over, so it's time to chat about it. Got a midget and a juice, so why don't you sit down and listen to a dope podcast during lunch, dinner, or breakfast. Brad Williams and Adam Ray are here for you any time of the day. So come on and treat yourself right. It's about last night. I don't know that girl. I don't know the Blink-182 album. I know that girl, but I don't know that girl. I mean, that should be the name of my next album. (laughs) (laughs) No, that uh, that is uh, adult star Brittany Amber. Oh, really? uh, Yeah, and we walked into the hotel room, and she was already passed out, so we thought, you know what, we should do a photo shoot, and that was the photo shoot for our podcast. She still doesn't know. Oh, wow. She doesn't? 
<laughs> okay, now now I'm going into some Cosby shit, so I should probably <laughs> shut up and be like, she was aware, she knew, we paid her to to model, nothing else, it's fine. Okay. <laughs> so we're good. It's just so funny to look at that poster and be like, because when we first started, we were like, we need like a like a picture, a poster that like says basically like this is what you get when you listen to the podcast. But it's like, <laughs> it's like not really that That's, crazy. Yeah. Like, no, a porn star like lube, a puppet, a guitar, a yeah. midget, a Jew. Like, yeah. I guess. I mean, yeah. it's, it's a running joke. It looks like yeah. yeah. Basically, it's just like the best Nyquil dream ever. Right. <laughs> like, just all those things combined just makes it go, "Wow, you know what? This was worth it. This was worth the nighttime sniffling, sneezing, coughing, <laughs> all of the head fever." Uh, oh, listen, Jeez, I get it. You, you are fire. I get it. You do voiceover. Ooh, is that you? <laughs> the Nyquil guy. Yeah. God, wouldn't that be funny? Uh, I thought we did. <laughs> <laughs> she went for it then. <laughs> no. Uh, you got a sweet voice, though, B. I appreciate it. Are we gonna uh, mic up the uh, the cinnamon bread here? The cinnamon toast? Oh my God, you know what? Oh, the... You want to make fun of my toasters? To- I'm not making fun of it. I just I was a yeah. guest on the podcast. Yeah. I mean, not I mean, not all not everything in this apartment was a gift from an Oscar winner, but that was. <laughs> <laughs> was it really? Oh yeah, baby. Who was this? Sandra uh, Bullock. Yeah, you got it, man. Really? Blindside toast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, there was a side toast. That's like a football play. She uh, <laughs> she took Melissa McCarthy, Mike McDonald, and I to Disneyland like okay. a month after the heat, and uh, gave us all little gifts. And she gave me these toasters. Really? Are these, are these coasters made of toast. Oh, this is funny. Yeah. Yeah. yeah well, okay. But, I, I but, but, but as you can see, they've been burned by by joints that have been left on them. <laughs> That's right. They, they kind of look like burnt toast. So you hear you, know. you hear that, Sandy B. That's what he thinks of your gift. Yeah. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> I can't put. Hey, you know what? The gift was the gift. Where I put my weed is my business. This is true. Um, good to be here. Good to be here. Yeah. Good to be inside you. Brian, thanks for coming over. Yeah. It was good. How was your day today? Uh, you know, it was wet. Yeah. Yeah, it's Christmas week, so not a lot's happening. But I was kind of busy today for being Christmas week. So, yeah? Yeah, it was good. Well, jamming on the roast? Uh, Yeah, yeah. Booking the roast. Uh, figuring out people who couldn't get back from the East Coast can't get here today because yeah. flights are so nuts. Uh, you know, um, writing packets. Ooh. Yeah. Man, fancy <laughs> words. Uh, have you, are you really, is there some in for stuff? I don't know. Somebody had it someday. They want to get me in, so I was like, yeah, just send me this. Do you, is that, um, uh, because you are, uh, you know, great on stage, but do you want to, is the behind the scenes, like, writing stuff, is that something you want to? Adam, I just need a job. Yeah. So, you know, like, most of us here in fucking Hollywood. (laughs) You mean the roast battle itself doesn't pay all the rent? No, no, no. Not yet, baby. (laughs) It will. Yeah, the rose like said, yeah, it, it hurts me actually more than it helps me. But uh, <laughs> I love it so much. Well, uh, well, it's, well it, it, it's become one of those shows that is just a staple, and like you can only get it here in Hollywood, and it's just such a fun thing. And you can tell that by the amount of guest stars that you get that come that come by to watch it, and not like not even be a part of it, but just to be in that room. Yeah, that's what kind of makes it unique. It's almost like a uh, like a Broadway you know, musical. It's almost yeah. like mm-hmm. I, I have to go to New York to see it, or I have to go to like you know uh, the the West End to go see it in London. That's a great way to put. It. It's exactly yeah. like that. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, like, it's a taste of Los Angeles. Like you really can only get what we do in that room in the city, in the city, and in that room. And I mm-hmm. think that's because uh, you guys have done now the roast. But well, first of all, for people who don't. Uh, who haven't seen it or don't know yeah. what it is, but you've probably heard of it because it's it's pretty much the most popular show out here. Uh, that's not stand. I mean, just show in general, right? I mean, like right. it's just yeah, it's just a uh, it's a it's a review. <laughs> <laughs> but it's a, it's a but for people who don't know, it's a. Uh, I mean, the name is self explanatory. It's a roast battle. Yeah. It's, uh two comics go up there. They do, go back and forth doing roast style jokes. 
uh, audience kind of votes for them and ju- and judges. But yeah. then, but then, like that's what it is in simplicity. Mm-hmm. But then, when you add in the things that are added in, such as the Negro wave, which right. is surpri- <laughs> surprisingly lacking in Negroes nowadays. <laughs> yeah, no Negroes. In the, yeah, the original <laughs> all Negro wave, which is a sentence I never thought I'd say, yeah. was <laughs> unreal. Yeah, yeah, it was awesome. Right, those kids were awesome. Yeah, and, and and people that haven't seen the roast battle, that's that's five people that are like kind of chorus members, but yeah, sort of. Yeah, but chorus works. Uh, they're like a guerrilla sketch team. Yeah, I'll say that. You know, what I mean, it's almost like they are uh, they are instantaneously doing sketches if a joke lands or if it doesn't. You know, they're yeah. gonna do kind of a. Uh, I guess they're to lack of a better term, like a yeah, punchline, right? Kind of like. Remember Black's Face Minstrels back in like the you know, the 20s? You guys remember those, right? <laughs> sure. <laughs> so think about like... Uh, it's Black's Face Minstrels. <laughs> Google it, Google it. Okay, sorry. So yeah, it's like minstrels, like, you know, who are, like, more blackface and we're kind of like, I mean, they're kind of, not saying they're cooning, but for the most part, they're kind of doing that thing. <laughs> right. Just, it's almost, we're, we're, I don't know. Very shticky, like over very the top. Very shticky like, over the top. Yeah. yeah, very, yeah, very old school. Just, just But I mean, like, of, very, like, I mean, like, uh, Jamar Neighbors, I can't remember some of the shit you would do where he would like, rip his shirt off and then start doing like jumping jacks but then somebody right. would like then he would stand up and like faint right and everybody would catch him <laughs> last week and, they uh <laughs> two of them went on stage and uh one of them had braids so like jamar was like pretending like he was like doing his hair and just like being like a chick like you know snapping his gum and yeah. going like this ooh girl yeah, yeah. You, know, you didn't just like like braiding a dude's hair on stage after like, a joke after a joke literally for like five seconds there yeah and it, <laughs> and and they have they have little and these are almost like Vine sketches because they're like exactly. six seconds, and, and that's all. That's all they are. They're so but, quick. But they have them for jokes that do really well, and they have right. them for jokes that bomb. And yes. when they do them for jokes that bomb, that's what I love personally <laughs> because then it saves it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because then the joke doesn't bomb because then, like, if a joke doesn't do well, you, you don't have time to uh, feel bad for the comic. Right. You just go like, ooh, now now there's going to be a great All right. Negro Wave sketch, and then they just run out and do something. And that, Super visually stimulating. Yes. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that it's, is, it's kind of a fail-safe in that. Like, it really can't fail, because like even if you suck, something over here is going to do great. It's going to just mask whatever you thought you were doing. Right. Mm. Uh, I want to paint the picture of everything the roast is, and then I really almost like um, like a Bruce Willis movie. I want to go back and then like figure out like where Brian Moses started and how this all even came to be but uh also the house racist right <laughs> yes the uh, house racist. is that basically the, yeah right what it's called yeah, yeah. it's uh well, we, we've evolved now he's a house hater oh <laughs> yeah. yeah i guess it's, it's, it's like a sign of the times well, i mean honestly it's called the all nigga wave and then was the house uh, the house racist so i mean if you guys want to <laughs> appropriate sure. term sure 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 um and that's Earl and yeah Earl I never know how to pronounce his last name Earl Skakel Skakel yeah yeah I got it right Earl Earl be proud of me <laughs> <laughs> and but, then, but I just love it because then they comment and you you might not even have uh people of different races in the roast battle but then he'll somehow tie it back and he's kind of doing a running commentary and jokes right yeah he's and, uh, he's Archie Bunker. Yes. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he, <laughs> yeah. always, he brings it right back to it. Yeah. He's like, ah, it's they're taking my, yeah, they're taking our race down. And yeah. I mean, secretly, you know, Earl's a Jewish guy. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now with those, okay, so then you you have those elements, and obviously, like, uh, and there's three, uh, there's three judges. Yeah. So I mean, basically, it is. It's uh, it's two comics. They're basically it's almost like the boxing, but it's it's just with words. So they're doing their thing. You have three judges who are going to judge in between the rounds to see who won that the round between the two guys, mm-hmm. and then you know in between. I guess those guys telling jokes. You have the antics with the old Negro Wave, and then you know you have the, the house races in the corner. It's like a it's like a comedy uh, gauntlet. You know what I mean? Like, right, you're not, yeah. like literally, like if you if me and you're roasting, it's not just me and you roasting each other. I'm, I'm going to be roasted by the house haters, 
you know, these the, the only one is going to do something weird, really weird and crazy to me. Yeah. You know what I mean? If I, yeah. if I joke bombs. The judges, like if they're heroes, great, yeah, can, can exactly. chime in. If, if they're great and aren't uh, hammered on their birthday like I was or just uh, <laughs> right. or just not good at doing that. Yeah. The only time I've been up there, you've you've been sweet enough to have me three times. And the only time I got I have been up there and got like legitimate belly laughs and a couple of applause breaks is when mm -hmm. I went as not myself. Oh, <laughs> no, you just, were Jay Leno. That was like one of the greatest things we ever did. Was it? That was so awesome. Okay, yeah. good. It's still, it's still my top. It's, it's one of my top moments. That, you that asked me to do because first of all, let's just paint the picture. These yeah. judges that uh, Moses uh, has gotten to be a part of the show and has really, I think, taken it to the next level, right? Right. The judge. I mean, I mean, God, we can start with Jim Carrey. Jim Carrey. Uh, he judged one time. Dave Chappelle. Mm -hmm. uh, Silverman. Silverman. David Tell. Well, who, yeah, and, and 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 Jeff Ross, the Roastmaster General. He was right. I mean. A part of it, kind of from the mm -hmm. get go, yeah, right, yeah. It was like a, a few months in, we were doing it, just kind of, you know, I guess, getting our sea legs, and then he came in and kind of just, you know, he brought all his friends in, you know, John Mayer, Brett <laughs> <laughs> Ratner, the Wolf of Wall Street, Jordan Balfour. I mean, it was crazy. Oh my god! And 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 then me dressed as Jay Leno. He, sure, and you and that's Jay all on the same level. But I went through all so the makeup. Awesome. Moses called me. He goes, "Hey man, will you judge a battle night?" I was like, "Hell yeah, man!" I think I, was, I, I hadn't even done it yet, and yeah. I was like, "Fuck yeah, man! I'm honored." He goes, "Can you do it as Jay Leno?" I was like. I mean, yeah, that'll be, that's actually, that'll be great. Because also, you know, thankfully I was like, that will be great. And I was like, if I can go downstairs in the original room and work yeah. out a set as Leno too, because, mm -hmm. you know, it takes like an hour and a half to get all the makeup on sure, or whatever. So make it a night. And, uh, and, uh, and I told Moses that, that you know, it even costs some, some cash and sure. some cash for it. But it ended up being, I went downstairs in the OR and mm -hmm. did a 15 minute set. As Jay Leno. Which, yeah. <laughs> did you see any of that? Yeah, yeah it's bombed because <laughs> only two jokes hit hard because they were twisted enough but i went up there trying to do you know making fun of like doing some really sh pc right. clean monologue jokes do you hear about this yeah, yeah do you hear about that and then the one the couple that i did that were a little edgy that's what got laughs sure where i would go uh you know i was like oh do you hear about this uh, a tsunami apparently i hit uh, north korea and that's a big tsunami um so uh, or as i like to call it miso soup <laughs> and then like and then i and then i think i said like i did a joke that was really clean it didn't go over well and i go boy this is a, this is a tougher crowd than uh it's like i got the middle seat on malaysian airlines oh, man. <laughs> and that got a laugh and then but the rest of it was just just tanked so then i went upstairs to the battle yeah and thankfully like that people have a fucking oh, sense man. of humor it was there, right? perfect uh, that was one of those things that was so and, great and the thing that one of the things that i love about this is you just described when you said who some of your guest judges have been literally not just the biggest names working today but some in terms of Jim Carrey, Dave Chappelle, all time, yeah. right, and, right, right? And and this isn't being done in a twelve hundred seat theater, which would command such names. This is being right. done in not just a room in the comedy store, the smallest room in the comedy store. Yeah, upstairs in like the attic. Yeah, it's yeah. Crazy. And where you can like, how many people could fit in there? Max. Max. They say fire code is like seventy five to one hundred. Yeah. Yeah. Seventy five to one hundred people. It, we're adding about a solid 40 on top of that. So, yeah. yeah. It, it, was that your first choice of room when you first kind of created the show? Yeah, you know what? Because the show kind of happened organically. So it, was, it wasn't even me trying to be like, I oh, would need to do this. We're going to do it here. It, yeah. just, it, it stemmed from, um, it was just off the mic. I was just running up the mic, you know what I mean? Like like we all do. And then uh, you know, just giving guys time. And then the, that thing just kind of came out of that. These two kids want to kill each other. And then <laughs> just was like, you know, it was like it was a room full of just like your peers. And you're just like, yeah. hey. Don't do that. How about just write some jokes about each other and then we'll score like a boxing match and then all of us will judge and see who's got better jokes. You know I mean? Yeah, that's literally how it happened. That's literally how it happened. Wow. And so then what? And so then they were like, all right, so they came back the next week. No, it took him some coaxing. You know what I mean? Uh, <laughs> one of the kids was underage, so it took him like a week or two before he was 21. And then, yeah, it took like the end of that month to get them back and they did. And we're like, oh, this is pretty sweet. And then more kids were like, I'll do that. And I can't believe 
every week, every week since like July 2013, there's been kids who are like, I want to do this, I want to do this. And you, and you basically, because you were hosting up the mic, were like, I'll be the facilitator and kind of. Yeah, exactly. And then it's just kind of grown from there. Yeah. And now you've obviously hosted a bunch and had a lot of stage time prior to this. So you felt, but I mean, was this ever, I mean, being a host in terms of like that, of like an actual, you know, show, show that is like something that's people, like you said, are like, you know, people that I know comics that visit from New York or whatever, I hear them, they're like, I'm in town for two nights, I gotta go to the roast battle. Like, did you ever think that you would be hosting a show of this magnitude? Never. No. <laughs> yeah, I can't even. You're just like, I wanna do comedy. Yeah, it's, it's taking me so many, like, so many places I, I, I didn't think I'd ever go. You know what I mean? Like, I, Brad did the show in Montreal. I, I did really do the, got show the show in Montreal. in Montreal. He took the show to the Montreal Comic Festival. The, yeah. if, for those of you who don't uh, know, is the Just for Less Festival is the biggest festival in the yeah. world for comedy. And yeah. uh, the best of the best are there. And yeah. they, you know, I guess they add shows if there's yeah. if there's a cool new, um, uh, you know, goddamn comedy jam just went this right. past year. Mm -hmm. But for the roast battle to go there, I mean, that's bananas. It was bananas. And, and it, it became so nice, it became the talk of the festival. It was crazy. I mean, even Brad was just like, I just want to get in. I said, I, I just got to, I just got to, I got to battle somebody. And yeah. We got Brad. I was like, one of the, dude, Aaron Rodgers was there the night that Brad was there. <laughs> what? Michael Fassbender, like, in the, yeah, -Men. In the nice. audience that night was Aaron Rodgers, Olivia Munn, yeah. Michael Fassbender, Dave Chappelle was a guest right. judge. <laughs> and <laughs> I'm on like, Mary, fuck, kill Mary. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the, the amazing part about it was two days earlier, I had done, yeah. I had done the God, I had done the goddamn comedy jam and my voice was gone. Right. Just, it was, I could like when I say I could not speak mm -hmm. no sound came out so I didn't do shows on like the next night but literally that whole day mm -hmm. I was just trying to get well for the roast battle because that because that. that was my thing like I have to do this because yeah. yeah. it's this new skill that I haven't really explored yet and yeah. it's fun to do and then when they told me all these celebrities in the audience I'm like oh yeah <laughs> like, all right and uh, and the way I was positioned like I was making eye contact with Chappelle while I'm delivering these roast jokes. Right. And I'm like, eh, no, no pressure there. Wow. <laughs> no fucking pressure, which I can only imagine for the guys that did it when like Jim Carrey's a judge. Cause, yeah. it, cause also one of the things that I love about the roast battle is it's not comics. Like it, it, it's not uh Jim Jeffries going up against Eliza Schlesinger. Like right. it's not that it's for the most part, open micers and like one step above open mic. Right. Got like so it's it's like yeah that's something you always comics. kind of yeah it could be your neighbor you know what I mean like literally yes. it's, it's a guy who who just tried comedy yesterday and was like I want to try this and that's what we're putting it's just hungry people yeah and because of that the origin of the show came from the open mic is that what you were like all right I want it to always be not even because I would love to get big names <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, I it's just that you're saying, but you think the younger up and coming and and even below up and coming are just so willing to you know what because it's it's not a new skill but it's it's a new sport I'll say that you know yeah. as far as like you know two guys writing jokes about each other and then like you know trading them back and forth in a sense so it's like this is something new so these guys are going to grasp it so it's, it's more writing their coattails because they they know a little better than we do and they mm -hmm. also know how popular yeah totally and they also understand probably how popular it is that if you crush in a roast battle you're the talk of the town for a couple of days which is nuts because i don't even i've never i don't i didn't know that you know but yeah. guys have told me that like yeah i got i got noticed at starbucks down in like wilshire i'm like what wow for, yeah. for a room that holds 90 Straight people up. now yeah. it, it, it's, it's just because people talk about it how yeah. much prep time do these so when you pick the two contestants mm -hmm. um uh contestants the two uh battlers right. comics um how much time do they get to prep jokes about the other person 
it could be a week, it could be a month, it could be three months, it could be, you know, a year. I mean, like, I've got, I mean, we get guys who are like, hey, I'm going to be in L.A. And, like, if you guys from Montana, they'll Facebook and say, hey, I'm in town, November, whatever. And it'll be, like, April. And, like, I'll be there and I want to call my buddy and bring it out. Is that cool? So, like, we'll, we'll book that in advance. Wow. Yeah. And they'll just have, like, eight months to, like, you know, prepare for their buddy that, that they live next to in Montana. Yeah. And it is a new it's not like stand-up. It, 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 it's a different skill. Right. It's like you can't you can't go up and kind of talk about your – like it, it right. has to be the roast jokes that you've seen on Comedy Central and that sort of mm-hmm. – That formula. That, yeah, that sort of formula. Right. Like because I've seen comics go up there and try to do something else with it. Yeah. And it's like uh, Patrice did that, but you're not Patrice. Right, right, right. <laughs> and, you, and he gets the benefit of the doubt because he is Patrice. You know what yeah. I mean? Uh, yeah, it's it's not stand-up, man. And I think a lot of guys who are really good stand-ups who do it, they're like, oh, yeah, this isn't for me. You know what I mean? But they see it. It's a separate thing? It, it absolutely is. I mean, you're being – in a sense, you're being mean-spirited. You're insulting a person, you know what I mean? But you're doing it out of the respect that – I mean, you took time to like literally take a month to you know think about you every day and write a joke about you every day. I mean, yeah, that's a, there's a there's a sense of respect in that. And the bar has been set with some of these comics and some of the jokes that are dropped. Like yeah. there are some th- yeah. to to hear people groan and go like that's too much yeah. is <laughs> like you know you've done something great. But also right. it's like even that groan that doesn't mean that people didn't like it. That just means like. Uh, that's oh, like them fuck. letting you know, like I hadn't heard that spin before, or that. Yeah, there, there's like there's new jokes I've never heard. I mean, these aren't your mama jokes. That you know, this isn't no. like this, yeah, this, this isn't Lomar Valderrama's yeah, fucking is, MTV. Yeah, this is. Sad, you might still fetch that George Washington. You know, the recorded <laughs> boogers came out. Okay. Like, no, if that was that. Wilmer Valderrama, that was most racist. That was Mike Tyson. Foreign, okay, doing Wilbur Valderrama. <laughs> Eating Wilbur. Eating Wilbur. Yeah, you know, you know, eating Wilmer Valderrama. Pretty good, actually. You know, you know, it's very tasteful. You know, I really love. I really love that family show. <laughs> it's like Jay Little now. Yeah, yeah Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. If they, talking if to they all, if they all had, if they all had a baby. Yeah. Uh, were you even a fan of roast jokes before this? You no, know, I wasn't a big roast guy. I mean, like, right. yeah, they're fun to watch. I'm just like, I would never do that, right? You right. Know, yeah. You know, we're fucking we're vulnerable people. Yes. So, and then when this happened, I was like, it was just kind of you know, thrust into it, just like, oh, now it's almost roasting's my world now. So now because you're almost, such a good host. I mean, you always have been, but it's like. You know, it's not just that now. It's like you're you're facilitating. It's not just, it's not just that, man. Uh, you're you're facilitating. I mean, you're running the whole. I mean, the beginning, middle, end. Introducing the comics, getting people hyped up. Um, I guess really, I mean, overseeing everything too. If something doesn't go right, you're going to step in and grab the mic and just take control. Yeah, I'd say more like a, a referee or, or a point guard when the show starts because there's there's so many microphones, there's so many guys talking, there's so right. many personalities. Yeah. You know, and if you know comics, comics have huge personalities. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yes. Nobody wants to bomb. They have like you know no. so much time. So you have like seven guys that were talking. So it, it's literally more of a. It's just more passing the ball around. You know what I mean? Because there's so mm-hmm. many great guys. Your point show. guard, exactly. I'm the glove. <laughs> my man dude i'll take a gary payton reference any day of the week drink five uh, i said jason kidd but you know i know you're a, you're a oh, science come on, guy yeah. dude is jay kidd your boy that's my guy yeah he can i can i be honest Dallas or something no 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 i just i mean I, jay kidd was like one of the best point guys i mean when i was coming up i was like oh you're gonna be like that six three has another mm-hmm. league Cal, right yeah exactly yeah. dude when i was uh the height of my ncaa basketball fandom was probably 
those years when it was like Corliss Williamson on Arkansas, Big Nasty, the O'Bannon brothers, for uh, oh, right. you know, um, uh, fucking uh, on Arizona, like Miles Simon, even and uh, Dickerson, wow. yeah, That's but but uh, but Jay Kidd, I remember, um, and Glenn Robinson, Purdue, but, mm. but Glenn, uh, Jason Kidd, I remember watching being like, uh, oh, that guy's gonna coach the Bucks someday. <laughs> <laughs> that is what that is what we all thought, Adam, right? And, and we, 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 we all thought Jay Kidd, you better not blow this opportunity, <laughs> yeah, because you could be a Bucks coach. And that's just unreal. Um, He's a better Bucks coach. Than he was a, a Nets coach. So oh shit! I'll give it to you mean? Oh, you mean the Nets coach when he was uh, telling players to spill water? Right. Yeah. Exactly. Wait, what? <laughs> Cheater. Yeah. Really? You, uh, okay. There. There's this video of Jason Kidd, and like they needed a timeout, but they didn't have any timeouts left. So he walks onto the court, like holding a thing of water, and he. You can see him telling his players, "Bump me." And then, oh, yeah, and then yeah, yeah. the guy comes in and bumps him. He spills like oh, all the water, awesome. all the water on the court, and then they have to take time to clean it up. So then he calls over the players. He says, "Hey, you know what? Play. That's brilliant. Hey, man, no one. I don't, I've never seen anyone do it before. Right. It's called time management. Hey, man, he gets. Yeah. It. He used to be a player like two years ago. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, Marbury just got a, a museum. In what China, in, Ch- in China? Yeah. Did you read that? No. You guys read about that? <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, Stephon Marbury now has a museum yeah. in China. What, does he really? Yeah, he's got like a little like, exhibit in China because he's been over exhibits there. Exhibits in China? He's got the a rapper in museum. <laughs> Pimp on my red. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's pimping the museum. Uh, pimping the museum. Yeah. <laughs> Some highbrow yeah. pimp. My... See, he should have done that. He should have done spinoffs where he Yo, pimped everything. Yeah, we took Mona Lisa and put her in an aquarium. <laughs> <laughs> right, dude, that's just not even. You can't do that. First of all, you can't touch the painting because uh, he's a big deal over there, Marbury. Yeah. Pimp my greenhouse. Yeah, yeah, Marbury is. He's got. A, he's got all right, so let's not skip over that because that's a great idea for a show. Yeah, pimp my greenhouse. How there wasn't pimp my anything after ride. I right. think we have to go to True TV or like you know or a DIY channel and talk to these guys. Yeah, like, pimp my I got a pitch for you. Can you mention? Also, that's such a beautiful contrast of unless it's just all like. The greenhouse is code for like weed, you know, like <laughs> weed dungeon. How do we make this any better? You know, yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah you know, uh, I would leave nothing. I would just do this. Yeah, yeah, he was. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, wait. So, uh, okay, you did. Were you? Did you grow up in San Diego? No, no, I grew no. up over uh, Southern California, but I started uh, comedy in San Diego. But where'd you grow up? Uh, I mean, I mean, anywhere California, like uh, Fresno, the Bakersfield area. Watch um, many places. Uh, Central. Uh, military bread. Yeah, yeah. You know, and those were like a lot of the uh, you know the shitty bases where dad's like, ah, there's no city around here. Let's put these black kids here, yeah. <laughs> and then I'm gonna go on sea, and you guys do whatever you're gonna do in this fucking terrible place. Oh my <laughs> god, yeah. how was that? Uh, well, I mean, you know, it's good for as a kid, so you know you get that uh, that that real suburban feel, you know what I mean? But you're also like the only black kid in town, so it's it's a little weird. But it's you know it's it's America in the '90s. It was great. Yeah. yeah. Well, uh, okay. So wait. So Bakersfield, Fresno. I mean, how many places? Yeah. I'm, I'm curious how many places like in this two or three. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it was. Uh, I was born here, and then uh, we moved over to uh, this place, which is close to Bakersfield, called Ridgecrest, or it's called China Lake. Yeah. And then we go to uh, the Fresno area, and then we go back to uh, the Bakersfield area. That's and then, a, that's a then I go to San Diego. as a kid, and that's always yeah. hard. You're always right. a new always kid a new class. kid. Yeah. Always a new kid, and always the black kid. Always the black kid. Wait, yeah. you were never not the black kid? I know. <laughs> but I mean, yeah. how, but you say it was great in the 90s, but I mean, uh, but I mean, how was there just as much, um, uh, I don't know, 
vulnerability as being a new kid as it was being a maybe an only black kid in some of these schools? It's more it's more new kid. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. I think when you're kids don't really care about color that much. You know what okay. I mean? yeah. Parents do, but kids don't care. You know what I mean? Yeah. So and it, it was uh it's a military base, so you get a bunch of like, you know, it's Mexican kids out of this California, you get Filipino kids because yeah. you know. They're trying mm-hmm. to get green cards and then you get black kids. <laughs> yeah, and you have a bunch of, you have four scared white kids in the yeah, corner exactly. going, ah, I don't know what to do here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, was like, it was a big like Mormon community too, so it was a lot oh, of nice. white kids. Yeah. Okay. Did uh, did your experiences in moving around like this, wait, do you, have, you don't have siblings, right? Yeah, all sisters. Wait, I knew this. How many? Uh, three. One's a half, one's a whole, one's adopted. Uh, wow. It's kind of like uh, the Neapolitan ice cream of sisters. Yeah. <laughs> got a little bit of everything. Jesus exactly. Christ, Brad. All right. I've got a... That, that wasn't a race got, thing. No, I know. Three different just, flavors. It's just a weird thing to say. That's where my brain went. Uh, uh, no, but it's right. It's an ice cream thing. I have a... <laughs> Dwarf, you, you, you as a former fat kid should appreciate ice cream jokes. You dwarves with your treats. Uh, we love treats. <laughs> that's the commercial for whatever... Dwar- original dwarf candy they make, dwarf and then candy. it just cuts to you going. We love treats. We love treats. So tell me all about the Real quickly, real quickly, you yeah. joke that it is Skittles, but what is the actual treats that oh, little man. people that that could be like black people and chicken? Right? There's yeah. that stereotype. Okay. Jewish people and money. Classic money. And, uh, <laughs> and, uh, and, and money. any food you, that's cheap. No, you I, guys no, eat money too? Fuck you. Uh, we do have, Amazing. Well, we do have Hanukkah guilt. Chocolate money. So I guess Real? we do. Oh, yeah. yeah for yeah. The, the dreidel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Chocolate coins. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. By the way, that was such a non-Jew. Oh, for the dreidel, for the coins. Oh, yeah. You guys spin the shit. You eat your fucking money. Yeah. No, you're right. On Hanukkah night one, I was with some Jews. Or Hell Jewish yeah. people. And they had mm-hmm. uh, they had dreidel on the other side of the coins. No, let me stop you there. You can say Jews. Because that's, that's what we are. Like, I, I used to say. Mac, it's like it, it's when you it's like if you it's the way you say it you know like if you hit that uh if you say yeah i was hanging with some jews no harm no foul yeah if you really hit that j with a lot of conviction and mm-hmm. take a lot of time filling out the rest of the letters like i was hanging out with some jews <laughs> then yeah man i'm gonna have a little so, bit of a problem with the way you're yeah, describing if you, if you don't open your mouth like yeah. jews yeah that's a little creepy <laughs> In that stage of voice he has. <laughs> I want to take those Jews. <laughs> that that almost sounds uh, like Drew Carey announcing a prize in the Price is Right. What do we got by the corner? Jews. <laughs> Best episode of Price is Right ever. Uh, Rod Roddy, tell him tell him what Jews we have behind the corner. Well, this is a uh, 1991 version. <laughs> Yeah, classic juice. This is Kathy oh, Shyvitz. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she makes a great soup. She's n- she newly divorced soup. <laughs> and looking for a circumcised cock. <laughs> now, Brad, what is the what is the treat though? Oh, the go- the go to dwarf treat. Yeah, I don't know. Gummy bears are pretty solid. Yeah, those are yeah. That's pretty solid. Anything gummy and like fruity thing you're saying? Yeah. Okay. Gummy and fruity. Like so I'm being serious. Like Doors and blacks are the same. Cause I'm really into those two skittles, gummy bears, anything Hell fruity yeah. and sweet. Yeah. yeah. It's a lot more See? common than you think. Oh really? Dwarves are like black. Yeah. <laughs> dick size, big asses. <laughs> oh, it's. <laughs> <laughs> Holy crap! I do get those fat asses. You <laughs> really do. Uh, it's fantastic. Yeah, it's got. It's be. really every dwarf girl that that I know has dated a black guy at some point. <laughs> it's, that's absolutely true. I've got to talk about this. Yeah. <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah, yeah. I didn't and, know that. Yeah. yeah, and then it, that's always the insane visual because you'll have like a six foot two, like well built, uh, obviously well endowed. Because I'm thinking about that kind of thing. Right. Uh, black guy, and then like four foot two of, yeah. of just like yeah, wow. that's my boo. And you're like, 
All right. Yeah. Okay. Good. Well done. Not gonna follow that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I I don't know if it works the other way around because I I feel like if, if it's a dwarf guy with like yeah. a large sister, yeah, right. that that might be a little like. Where's he gonna go? Yeah, like, what is that about? <laughs> what's wow. he? Gonna, how's that gonna work? But well, let me ask you this: like, if I think it, I know how it works, if they, <laughs> yeah, but I mean, like, let's, let's say Shaq <laughs> on like a dwarf girl. Is that gonna cause some, some medical mean, issues? Might be like a dwarf kebab by by the end of that. That's Yikes! So, that's crazy. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Like, what, like <laughs> although any makes, woman compared to Shaq, it, you know. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I'm just thinking about Shaq. I mean, you know, does Shaq have a big dick? He's got to, man. He's got to? Your shoe is oversized 20. You're not packing a four-inch penis. I believe that. His kids ride on his dick instead of logs for for Splash Mountain. (laughs) That's disgusting. That's so (laughs) funny. That's so gross. They have to blank out the picture every time. It's obviously Shaq's dick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Pixelated out. It's just arms up in the air. It's just arms up in the air. That's all all you see. Keep your mouth closed. (laughs) (laughs) and jokes like that can be found at the roast battle only better ones but yeah uh all right so you're moving around and then uh, how much of all this experience uh does comedy make an entrance in your life uh, from from your pops from your friends from you just being a naturally funny kid how do you deal with moving around i mean yeah you deal with a lot of uh, i want to say you know awkwardness you know what i mean almost like when you get in that point where like with the crowd and just kind of quiet you're like oh this is awkward you feel like that all the time when you're a new kid you're just like all right i don't say anything too stupid because then like these kids aren't gonna like me you know what Mm -hmm. i mean these kids might not like me it was never a race thing it was always just like i don't be the new awkward kid in school Mm -hmm. you were constantly uh dealing with first impressions Mm mm-hmm and so wait so you would go out of your way to say something or no you you wouldn't you would kind of just you know you'd let it happen organically that kind of thing or you know play sports but i mean you were you <laughs> you're just like that's that's, that's, that's where i will come and dominate yeah bunch of there's a there's a bunch of white kids yeah. in fresno they're not they got this they're yeah. not gonna make fun of me <laughs> yeah. because they because this. they know that recess is coming up yeah basketball's gonna happen right all good and usually the most popular kid is like you know the most athletic white kid usually so right. it's like he's like ah oh, this guy's oh we match the same skills and you're just like ah oh, yeah yeah we're gonna be best friends and then you become automatically cool because this kid loves you you know what i mean there you go. Oh, were you uh, never a Jewish kid, by the way? Sorry, Adam. <laughs> I talk about it in my act. I know that. <laughs> uh, were there? Um, uh, but where would you get the sense of humor? Like, where did this start to take shape? Uh, you know, I, I, I read a lot. You know, so I could, um, for the most part, I was like, I was, I had a bigger vocabulary than a lot of kids. Yeah. So you can mm-hmm. kind of like, you know, it's that supremacy and knowledge thing where you can kind of like, you know, recruit kids and kind of say things like, oh, you, you know, it's big words, you know, and you just, you just kind of play with things. You know, and it, you just you blurt things out in class because you kind of knew more than the other kids, mm-hmm. so you kind of fuck with the teacher a little bit. Yeah, you're it, like, it, that's it not this lesson. You're just right. like, yeah, you don't even know the lesson. Let's get out of here, guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, and then and then the teacher didn't really get mad at you because she knew that you were like right, smart she, kids. exactly. She's like, you're not applying yourself for this and that. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's you know it's it's just I don't know it's it's sticking to moving. Did yeah. you did you act out in class or did you just kind of? I don't do act outs. <laughs> no. I, would, I would act up as yeah. yeah, like so you like you were just saying, like you would talk back to the teacher. Yeah. Or would you yeah. secretly try to make kids laugh or Right, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I get in trouble a lot. I get mm-hmm. a lot of attention. Um what was one of the worst things times. you did that you got kicked out for? I uh the, oh God, honestly? Yes. Yeah. I punched a teacher in her tits. <laughs> in the second what? grade. That's a real thing. In the second grade? Yeah. Because she didn't believe me. <laughs> so she didn't believe that yeah. you could <laughs> put her in the tits? <laughs> <laughs> what didn't she believe? 
All right, so I'm going to punch you in the tits, Mrs. Larson. I don't believe you. I don't believe you. I don't know why my Mrs. Larson is yeah. a 79-year-old smoker, but whatever. <laughs> She's a second-grade teacher, yeah. How did it come across that you punched a second-grade teacher in the tits? I'm in the end of the line. There's this kid in the back, and we're like, we're horsing off, whatever they call it. And then uh, he spits on me, and I spit on him back. And I was like, oh, fuck you, spit on me. I yeah. spit on him. And she caught me doing it. I was like, he did it first. Yes. See the spit Classic end-of-the-line fight. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. She only sees one side of it. Because you're at the end of the line. And I just, like, I lost my mind. I was like, how do you fucking not believe me? And I just, like, I just, I just pushed me. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, it was, it was violent and crazy. Yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, I mean did, did it hurt her? Or did she have enough tit there that was, like, those yeah. old lady tits that kind of just, like, absorbed yeah. your hand like a Tempur-Pedic mattress? Yeah, I'm like a seven-year-old kid. That, or, yeah, hold on. Yeah, I'm like seven. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't think it really hurt her. I think she was just more shocked. And I think, like, looking back, that's extremely violent. I don't even know. I yeah. didn't get kicked out of school for that. I but I, I never had any priors, so. <laughs> <laughs> at at seven, I only had one strike you get to yeah, that point. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It would be it would be great. Like they bring you in, they're like, "Well, uh, last year Brian tried to <laughs> kick Mrs. Larson in the yeah. cunt, but <laughs> but at least so uh, a jab to the tit is an upgrade. So you can stay in school yeah. this time, but I, watch yourself." Yeah, I just didn't like. Not you know, she didn't believe me. I was so mad. I I really felt justified. I was like, "No, she's in the wrong." You know mm-hmm. what I mean, I think I think what got me like maybe one day suspension. It was like those two couple days suspension. But uh, they were like, I just he doesn't he's not giving this up. He thinks you're in the wrong, lady. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, yeah, kind of got to admire his yeah, dedication in that yeah. point. This kid doesn't think he's wrong. You must yeah. like, yeah, you must have cut the wrong kid. Wow. So it was like the rest you of the year. So like, was the rest of the year really awkward because she knew you were capable nah, of punching her in the tits? You know, like <laughs> got her flowers and chocolates, and we slept. You know, together. <laughs> Classic. Hashtag Mary Kay Latour. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, I was back story. and it wasn't that bad. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we were, we were fine. I mean, <laughs> I think we had an affinity for each other. I liked her. You know I mean? She was a nice teacher. Right. And then she was like, oh, he's a, he's a bright young student, that kind of thing. It's so funny that you but say we didn't fuck. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm, I'm upset about that now. Well, not, okay. <laughs> yeah, not with that attitude. <laughs> Look her up. I love what yeah, you're doing. Probably on Facebook. <laughs> hey. Do, do like a do like a Craigslist really missed connection. Right, like, right, hey, right. Second grade, your tits in front of my face. I reared back, let go. I think you felt it too. Hook me up. It's, I it's think even, you felt it too. It's like, even yeah. shorter than that. Did you get your titties punched? <laughs> yes or no? Like 1994. Um, was uh, what were you the only one that was kind of like? You know, sometimes there's like usually just like one class clown or one that funny kid or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, were there? Did you have a, a partner in crime, or was there? You know what I'm saying? Or other kids that were that made you laugh? That you kind of bounce stuff off over of, that you guys kind of joined. Yeah, I mean, I, I got in elementary school. Yeah, it was like it was me and my buddy Larry. Yeah, and then uh, and then I got to moved out to like the uh, the Ridgecrest area. That was, was a bunch of kids. You know what I mean? Because they're all military brats for the most part. So it was always like okay. every year. Is is that something that maybe helped you? that helped you fit in is you were in these military towns so there would always be a few kids that had gone through what you'd gone through you think so but for the mm-hmm. most part there was like there was lifers there you know like, like kids like grew up and like had roots there you yeah know? so yeah it was it was like i was always i was always even like you know through high school it was like i was still the new kid because i wasn't in that you know i just started elementary those those kids right gotcha and gotcha gotcha and then when did uh when you got to san diego I got to san diego after high school like, okay like I, I graduated high school I get my girlfriend pregnant, and then she has a miscarriage, and I go right to San Diego. Whoa. Yeah. See, I'm getting out. <laughs> yeah, dude, close like, call. Yeah, I was like a dodge oh the bullet. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yo, I don't know if you'd be here right now. No, I wouldn't. Yeah. yeah. You'd have a job that 
Yeah, would I support wanna, the kid. I want to say thank you to my 11 year old unborn kid. Yeah, <laughs> no kidding. Wow. Yeah. yeah, did you have a name picked up? No, I didn't. There had I to have been because miscarriages don't happen. Like, it's not like, oh, I'm pregnant. Psych, I'm not. Like, it's miscarriages don't happen that quickly. No, I saw it happening. It was crazy. What? Yeah, she was just, I mean, listen, we. What I'm saying, but you knew she was pregnant first, is what I'm saying. Oh, so yeah. You, there was time for you to wrap your head around. Yeah, Moses. I was going to join the military. Yeah, I was like, I was ready to do it. I was in yeah. college. I was a freshman. I remember it was like, I was in my psych class or my history class, one of those classes. And uh, I was like, yeah, she texted you or what? I don't think I can be in this. No, I was at my parents' place because I was going to move back in with them before she, before I knew she was pregnant. Because I yeah. moved out early. I moved out when I was like 17. Yeah. And then uh, with her, because I'm an idiot. You know, but you're in love, man. But yeah, yeah but exactly. you know everything at 17, Ex- right? Yeah, <laughs> I'm, like, I'm so smart, man. I'm bad. Like, man, I punch a girl to tits. I can go to the military. <laughs> yeah, you guys, as long as those man. ISIS motherfuckers yeah. don't have you replace know, tits, tits with machine guns yeah. inside of them. If you replace yeah. tits with Taliban, I'm a goddamn hero. Yeah, so go on. I can start a little Mark Saratella in the beginning. Yeah. <laughs> if you start, hey guys, if you uh replace tits with Taliban. <laughs> Goddamn hair. I've never taken off a girl's shirt and said, these just won't do. <laughs> uh, so, Shout out to Mark Sartell. I so, love that guy so much. So you, uh, so you, you, you move out. Yeah, I move out, uh, and then I'm having sex with my girlfriend without a count. And, I'm yeah. and just blasting inside her, by the way. And this is, this is the dumbest thing, because Yolo. this is like when... Uh, <laughs> It's like when Nat Geo like it first became a channel, right? Yeah. So I would work, and then she'd be at home all day. She was also like a like a meth head, black meth head too, crazy. Um, are those rare? Yeah, those are very rare. I think black meth heads. Do you know? Yeah, have you heard of it? Pretty much just a white drug. Yeah, I thought, yeah, yeah. But I, I grew up in a really like you know desert community, so it was yeah. like a desert. Basically, you desert. grew up with some innovators. Yes, <laughs> like I'm breaking yes. I am the Rosa Parks of meth. Yeah. Now, how much <laughs> meth? How much meth does a meth head chuck if a meth head... No. How much meth does a meth head have to do for a meth head to be considered a meth head? Right. And that, yeah. by the way, is the new woodchuck chuck. Wow. Woodchuck this, chuck. Is, this is a guy on weed trying to, <laughs> trying right. to talk about yeah. meth. meth. I'm not high. How much meth? Yeah. And is I wasn't break? like a drug addict. I, I didn't start doing like... You know, I started smoking wow. weed till I was in like, yeah, the college years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Probably when I first met you and came to your place with Mark. Yeah, I wasn't a big pothead. Though. No. Oh, yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah. Now I'm admitting I am now. I guess this is fucking my interventions. Uh, Well, we have a surprise for you. Yeah, yeah, we we have your unborn kid. Yeah, we have the unborn kid and the uh, teacher whose tits you punched right back here. (laughs) They're come out and talk to you. Has she been raising him? Is this this her blind side? Oh my god! This kid's gonna be an athlete, bro. You're fucked up. (laughs) Uh, Okay, so so you're. Not Geo. How does this game yeah. play again? So anyway, so this is what this is the reason why I'm like not wearing a condom. Where yeah. She's like not on birth control. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. she's like she washed Nat Geo, and I'm like 17 or 18 at this time, and she's like, yeah, you know, I saw, I read or whatever. She's like, I looked it up, but if uh, these lines were having sex, and if the male comes ejaculates out of the female, but she has an orgasm within 24 hours, it kills the sperm, and you're good. I'm like, yes. What? Yeah, we're idiots. Yes, and this is like before we have this thing called the internet. This is right before yeah, in yeah. the middle, you know, palm of our hand, yeah, or we can look be like, oh, wait, that doesn't sound right, and yeah. really type that we in. Couldn't do it. Couldn't so, do it. I mean, the internet was happening, by the way. I mean, yeah, it's yeah. like this is right before MySpace is right before Friendster. This is like it was that like chat rooms at that exactly, point. Exactly. Yes. This yeah. is AOL, Yahoo. Days. So, so like, if you wanted to fuck a sixty-two-year-old gay guy, then. That's what I was doing do. that all the time at 16. <laughs> I was cybersexing so much at 16. So, so okay, so you don't need, you have no time or no uh, uh, resources to fact check. So no, she says this, it, yeah. you just buy it, 
She, yeah. she she gives you the LeVar Burton, but don't take my word for it. Yeah. And then, oh wait, knowing she's on, you know, knowing she's like, you know, she's a drug addict. I'm just like, yeah, I'm gonna fucking trust that. I want to have, yeah, I want to come inside of, yeah, I want to do that. I don't know what I don't, I'm 17, 18. Pussy is power. Yeah, and it's also you know it's hereditary. You know, well, like, I just want to get a girl pregnant, obviously, before I'm fucking 20 years old. <laughs> so. All right, so so you said that, not us. So then, <laughs> so then <laughs> that is Ed Brian Moses on Twitter. <laughs> uh, no, so then uh, so then that happens, and then how much how what's the time frame for you Dude, it was out? nuts all right so uh she yeah she obviously wasn't having a period and i was just like all right this is you know this has happened before but we'll be fine i think yeah. you know i'm just i'm literally coming inside of you all the time obviously Jesus, I'm, you're yeah pregnant you know i mean it didn't take long by the way <laughs> so well sure you uh, get that 17 year old super sperm. yeah exactly yeah <laughs> i'm pregnant anybody at this point <laughs> Uh, Thank you, Tracy Morgan. Yeah, <laughs> just looking at it. <laughs> and then, yeah, so then, um, like we're having problems. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it's, it's not, it's not going. Obviously, we're fucking, I'm 17. She's sure. a little older than I am. You know what I mean? And then, uh, yeah, I, I go to my parents' place. I'm like, hey, it's not working out with that idiot I moved out with. You guys are right. Uh, can I come back in? I'm like, yeah, just finish school and yada yada yada. All right, cool. And then uh, literally that night I'm with them, they're saying yes, shaking my hand, almost like I, I closed the deal. Mm-hmm. She's like, hey, I'm pregnant. Obviously, you're pregnant. Wow. Yeah. yeah. So then, uh, yeah, it happened like a Thursday. She's like, I'm having it. Oh, yeah. She wasn't not going to, yeah. It was going to like change her life. She mm-hmm. was like using the baby to like as a way to change her life. That's what it is for like, a lot of people, man. Yeah. yeah. Instead of me like breaking your, your crack pipes every day, but like, no, that's not going to help. I need like, you know, another life to like change mine. So, wow. She was going to keep it, but, um, you know, I. Uh, and so you start thinking at this point, wheels are turning where. So, I mean, do you tell your. I folks, mean, I wasn't. It, yeah. I mean, I, I wasn't going to. She made me. Like I was on the phone, just like you know, I wasn't. I was trying to like figure out what I was gonna do. You know, before yeah. I told them, I was. It was gonna be months before I told them. You yeah. know what I mean? But sure. literally within days, she was like, "You better fucking tell them." You know, she's crazy. She's having a baby, obviously. So she, you know, yeah, she like. I think she told them before I did. Or she was like, I was on the phone. She's like, "Tell them before I call them back." I was like, "All right." So like literally day two of this whole saga, I had to tell them like, "Hey, I got this chick pregnant." Wow. Yeah. Like so now we know why you want to move back. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah they're yeah, just yeah. like, oh, deals off. And so um, you were playing, and you were gonna go into the military. Yeah, I was thinking, yeah, I was thinking about it. Fan. Yeah, I like dropped out of school. I was like, all right, am I going back to class anymore? Because I need to. Um, and then yeah, I was gonna have this baby. But uh, yeah, but you know, we were still like at each other's throats every day. So she got super stressed out, and you know, that's not good for a baby. And then yeah, mm-hmm. she had a miscarriage. <laughs> I know, right? And High then... fives all around. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, so then at that at that at, at that point, you just get like a new lease on of course life. And Dude, just, like, I was. Right, oh, it felt course. like. Remember that scene in Fight Club where, like, you know, Brad Pitt's about to kill the guy? And yeah. He's, like, he's going to have the best breakfast of his life the next day now. Yeah. That's what I felt like. I felt yeah. Like, yeah. The I next like, day was yeah. the best breakfast. Yeah. yeah. What, what was the breakfast you had, by the way? <laughs> you was, must have had it, some it was called, meal. Yeah, get your bag. You got to get the fuck out of this town. That's what it was, man. <laughs> and you go to San Diego. Yeah. I was. I mean, it took a month or two, but yeah, I got out of there. My and, best friend was down there anyway, so. And San Diego was appealing for what reason? It's San Diego. Uh, it's San Diego. My, yeah. my best friend was down there. So I was like, yeah, I need to like start in a city and just like get out of this one. You know? And okay, so but now since military and fatherhood mm-hmm. had become the uh, proposed uh, career path, but now you're going to San Diego with what? Just open arms, open just, heart. Yeah, you know, it's like, all right, let's go, like let's let's go to school and figure out what we're gonna do. You know what I mean? Like, I wanted to be a lobbyist, so I was like going to town. Like my major was political science. Wow, that's oh, a, shit. There's a lot of like doctor, lawyer, police officer, pro athlete, lobbyist never lobbyist, really bro. Oh, gets man. on that list. <laughs> wow. How, yeah. how do you? How do you be, think be lobbyist? Bemos is a lot smarter than he lets on. Yeah. 
and lobbyists. Just because, I mean, when you know when you read about them, you're like, oh, this is like legalized pimping. Like they, yeah, like, you've seen Thank You for Smoking, right? Yeah, it's basically that's the, one of those guys. Yeah, exactly. You Great just, movie. It's awesome. I mean, that seems like an awesome thing to do. So, I mean, even though it's evil, but yeah, <laughs> it's, 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 it's legal evil. Yes, it's oh legal my god. Evil. Oh, it looks so much fun. So yeah, I wanted to, I wanted to do that. I, I thought you had to do so it. So you started uh, enrolling classes for that, mm-hmm. and then um, comedy comes in where. Comedy comes in. I'm in this uh, this um, sexual psychology class down in San Diego. With I these took people. one of those too, by the way. Right? Yeah, yeah, it's not as cool as it sounds no. <laughs> at all. Yeah. Like, because I'm going wait, sexual yeah, psychology. Yeah, is this exactly, like right? it, is is this like those pickup artists that are like yeah. tricking women into sleeping oh, with them? You think, dude? You I totally took, think. Yeah, I took uh, a sexual psychology class and then um, uh, love and sex in the ancient world mm-hmm. my sophomore year. And that was actually ring. That was a little better. Yeah, right? that was a little more interesting. So is that just all like Cleopatra had orgies? Yeah, well, no, it basically, yeah, it was like, it was basically just a lot of pictures of the cavemen confused about where the clue was. Uh, We're still there, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> Michelangelo took three months just to carve the dick on the yeah. Statue of David. Like, that's like all you're doing? No, it was, it was. Cleopatra, uh, like, she had a dick sucking lunch. She was like, all right, next Pharaoh, next Pharaoh, next Pharaoh, slave, slave, Pharaoh. Wow, she, well, hey, at least she mixed it up. Yeah, yeah. She's, a, she's a sweet lady. Yeah. <laughs> One of a kind. So, uh, so w- and how does this class, this class, lead you to comedy? Uh, well, we did like we shoot sketches, like we had to like do things like uh, like videographer types of things that like, mm-hmm. this, this teacher wanted or whatever. So we do that. We just have fun. And they're just like, "Hey, you should do stand up." I'm like, "You're fucking right, guys. I am funny." And then you get you know like like yeah. all of us as idiots, we're just like, "I think I am funny." You yeah. get to a club, you're like, "I'm better than these guys." You know what I mean? It's, yeah. like, it's, it's a second- the open micers. Yeah, it's not L. A. Yeah. or New York. It's obviously San Diego at right. the open mic. You're just like, "I can do that." You know what I mean? Yeah. And then because yeah. the San Diego open mic scene, mm-hmm. and not that many people are trying too hard at stand-up because you live in fucking San Diego exactly. and it's beautiful yeah. and gorgeous everywhere. You're beautiful like, well, the crowds are, I mean, the crowds, are, I mean, they're, they're entertainment star for the most part. Yeah. yeah. It's a great music town, but as far as like, you know, inter- or stand-up's concerned. It's also, it, it's gotten a lot better, but at that time, right. certainly it was like the La Jolla yeah. Comedy Store yeah. and that was it. This, this is like, this is like, this is like, yeah, this yeah. is before the Madhouse Comedy Club, before right. the American Comedy Company, before there's no, there's, there's all these great clubs. clubs. There's like, what was a club and a half, basically. Yeah. yeah. And that was like four clubs down there. The scene's booming now. So. Mm-hmm. Also, I've got to assume that like you getting on stage there's not a lot of um, uh, fear because you're like, shit, man, I almost had a kid and didn't. Nothing scares me now. Like a heckler or a bomb joke, like there's, I'm just getting up there with, sure. Uh, I mean, no. listen, stand up still stand up. I mean, yeah, it doesn't matter. Yeah. I mean, listen, I could have, I could have Steve Ran as easy and survived 9 11, but you know, <laughs> that didn't happen either. Shots fired. I'll see you tonight, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey. See, and, and that's the thing is, a lot of people hear things that comics say to each other like mm-hmm. that. They're like, "Oh my god, they hate each." No, no that's no. that's you know what he yeah. said. It he fucked up. Let's move on. Yeah, and I can't wait to see him tonight. And like you know, and drill him about it. So yeah, yeah. 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 He, he judging roast battles, so it'll be fun. Does he have a sense of humor about it? Oh, he yeah. Are you sure? Yeah, they, they go back and forth about it. That's fun. hilarious. That's great. Uh, but okay. yeah, I don't think. I mean, you're still gonna get scared, you know. Like if if a joke doesn't hit, yeah, you, know, you're you start right. to question your, you know, like, oh, am I not funny? You get insecure. That's why it is the most just profession because you hear even yeah. stories of like, I, mean, I just listened to Burr on somebody's podcast about like still getting up and 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 uh, oh no, it was a tell on Pete Holmes' podcast talking mm-hmm. about how he's like shit, man. He's like 
that's why Stan Abyss so great. He's like, he's like I, I, you'll, bombing will never stop. He's like, you still right. go up and there's mm-hmm. always a chance that you could bomb that night or that joke won't go over well. Right. And, like, everyone, that never goes away. Yeah. Um, I, I saw Louis bomb. I want to say, this is like even two years ago, I feel like. Wow. This is uh, three years ago. This is like right when season one was ending. Mm-hmm. You know, he's not the biggest comic at the point, but he's like, right. he's still huge. You and, know I, I mean? and I get that five. feeling. Yeah. And, yeah. And, and, and he's still, the, the audience mm-hmm. like, eh, don't know we, who he get, is, don't we, care. we get that you're a comedic genius, but didn't yeah. like that one. Yeah, and like, that feeling wow. of bombing for him probably isn't what it is for us, but you it's probably it. not too far from that. <laughs> yeah, because it's still the same human feeling of, I thought this was funny, right? And th- th- I'm being told it's not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But you know that room, man. Especially like yeah. it was like during the week or something like that. It was like 15 people and they were all foreign. And it just it was just the wrong crowd for him. I mean, yeah. honestly, you hate to say, oh, it's the crowd, but it's like they didn't even speak English for those parts. They know who Louis C.K. was. Now, now when because like San Diego continuously gets. Uh, voted as like the, one of the top places to live in the country. When do you go? Like, okay, this comedy thing's going. I'm I'm leaving San Diego. When does that happen? Uh, it took what two to three years. I was mm-hmm. like, all right, I'm comfortable on stage. I know going to LA will be starting over, so I'll be just starting over in comedy. You know, yeah. It's like when you get to LA, New York, it's like it doesn't matter where you came from. You're just you're still right. oh, it's your first time on stage. You yeah. know what I mean? Because you're working at the La Jolla Comedy Store for yeah. I mean. Two years, three years? Yeah, because that's every time, that's how it was seen, was every time. Right, every time you came Which, by the way, was, and this is why I knew B and I would just be friends, because there was just, oh, there's just a certain amount of people down there that you go down and see, and you're just like, you always, like, talk to and shut the shit with them, and smoke weed, and we just, you know, laughed about, also, I say this all the time with dudes, like, if you got sports and comedy, and you're not a piece of shit, and, like, uh, you like to kind of, like, you know, jab back and forth, yeah, um, and also, uh, and, and, and also the weed thing. <laughs> it was mainly that I hated. <laughs> it was funny too because the first time I meet him, like he comes over to my place, and I was like, "What are you doing here?" <laughs> I didn't know him like that. Wait, yeah. did he not invite him? Did he invite no, himself over? Just... So I know Saratella because Saratella starts in, in San Diego, sure. and then uh, they start coming down. You know, when Saratella moved up to Los Angeles, he would bring Adam with him, and then uh, you know, Adam brings me up on stage. First time I meet him, he's mm-hmm. bringing me up. Uh, and, like he he fucks my name or something like that. What he did felt I say? So bad about it. He felt but so. Bad. How does a Jew mess up Moses? Right. No, he got that right. <laughs> he got that right. Or he, he okay. may have just forgot the whole name. He forgot yeah. something, but he felt so bad about it. Like he would like he wouldn't leave me alone about it. I was like, hey man, it's fine. I don't care. You know what I mean? But he he took that as well, like, oh, this guy really doesn't like me. So then the next day, like literally not even twenty four hours later, I see the guy at my door. I'm like. Hey man, he's like, hey, I just, I'm just sorry about what happened yesterday. Like, he says this. Like, the first yeah. thing he says, like, hey, I'm really sorry. I'm just uh, kidding. I just need some weed. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah. Wearing that vest you had all the time. That vest, yeah. The, the bubble vest. I can't. Yeah. I remember the bubble vest. Yeah, you you st- my go-to. You, you still wear the bubble vest every now and then. No, I don't. I lost no? it a year ago, man. Uh, Keep rest your in chest peace. Warm. Keep your chest warm. Yeah, yeah. It felt good. Listen, <laughs> Craigslist, misconnection, bubble vest. Bubble vest. No, it's gone. Need you back it's on. Whoever's found it ain't looking on Craigslist to give it back. Did <laughs> he stole that thing? Uh, I think I left it. One time I left it at a girl's place and I got it back. Mm-hmm. But uh, it took a while. Yeah, and that well, might have happened. She again. would look at that bubble vest and it would remind her of Adam Ray and be like, yeah. I just can't stay here. <laughs> it's, well, it's too emotional. <laughs> well, you know, I'm always, I always like to dab on some clones, so it'll probably smell pretty good. Yeah, you know, probably slept with it. Yeah, you know, yeah, what I mean? <laughs> it was a, you know what? You joke, but it was a comfy ass fucking vest. I, I believe, by <laughs> the way, let's say, believe let's it. say you, you need a pillow one night or, or, um, <laughs> I don't know, man. It was a great fest. Rest please. in peace. No, I hear that. Yeah. Please. Be- best in peace. Best in peace. <laughs> All right. Everyone who listens to this on Twitter, please tweet at Adam Ray Comedy, hashtag bubble vest. Please. I thought you were saying hashtag best, best in peace. Best in peace. That's a yeah. great. Best in peace is good. Yeah. Best in peace. Best in peace is better. 
Um, all right, so yeah, you get up to LA. Oh, that's good. And you get back, you get to the comedy store because you're like, all right, this is where, yeah. this is my home. April SD. Fool's Day, 2010, yeah. New decade, uh, April Fool's Day, yeah. I what, get here and then uh, live on my first day because I'm moving in with this. Uh, I was going to move here in the summertime, but the girl's dating at the time I moved up here. She's like, hey, I need, like, I need you to wash my dog during the day. I was like, yeah, hey, I'll come up, whatever. Oh, yeah. so I moved up a little. Day, yeah. Right, so I moved up a little prematurely with this chick. And then uh, we get in the fight like the first day I get here. Oh. Yeah, she was just like, you can't smoke weed in my place. I was like, I'm not. It was inedible. And I was like, I wasn't like, quit smoking weed because of this chick. But like, I had to go and wait, get from Jose. I was a brownie edible. And I'm like, well, I can't, you know, I can't smoke. I'll, I'll smoke less. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, I'll eat an edible. And yeah, she exactly. was just like, what can, can I have some of that brownie? I was like, well, there's weed in it. She's like, oh, you told me you were going to quit. And she was just like, I'm kicking you out. I'm like, I just got here later. <laughs> it's the first night. And then, yeah, I mean, you know, it took like three weeks. But yeah, we, we split up. Uh, but at least it got you up there. Yeah. It, well, I was there, yeah. Me you know, moving to L.A. Yeah. is such a, people don't realize, and that, you know, I came out here for school, but I, I have mm-hmm. so much respect for people that just make, you know, start, you like you said, you're starting over. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, you for comedy right and everything. I mean, yeah. you just, you know a handful of people from being in San Diego, but. None of that helps. No. <laughs> yeah. You have to, like, prove. You're reintroducing yeah, you Brian Moses to an entire right. city, the biggest yeah. city in the world. Yeah. Uh, and then to, to get a job at the comedy store, right? That was... Yeah, got a job at the comedy store. Um, and that was great. You know what I mean? I just mean I had a place to go. Mm-hmm. Not even necessarily perform, just a place to go, you know, because it's not easy. Like, they're going to give you spots even if we work there. So, yeah. You just get there. And yeah, I think you were working there at the time. So yeah. You turned on the phones. phones too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, that was great. Mm-hmm. Smoked a lot of weed in that phone. <laughs> <laughs> Some people you call six times. You <laughs> realize. Hey, Steve Simone, you got a spot. Hey, uh, you called me 10 minutes ago. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, uh, just trying to make sure you remember. Right. <laughs> Gotta be thorough. Now, now, and then things develop, and then you said how you said how the roast yeah. battle happened. Right, well, no, so no, I want to say talk about being oh, a paid sorry. regular, though. Okay. Yeah, because, uh, I mean, that's a big deal. Because they're, yeah, it is. All right. <laughs> once you start working there i mean is that yeah. is that even in the i mean some people say they don't care about it and some people do but i think once you spend enough time there and you start getting enough sets there you start hosting open mics you're getting belly room spots you st- it starts to become something yeah. that you're cognizant of right of like oh i, I want right. that it's i'll say this about it it's almost um because when you start stand people have different goals so yeah. when i started i was like well this i'll be doing this the rest of my life this is almost like working out if working out is like a lifestyle choice and mm-hmm. then stand up is the same thing or like you know teaching or reading or writing you know what i mean you practice it every day kind of thing so i felt like i'll be doing this the whole time and if i get that cool it's almost like if you're a player and you get the pro bowl you're like well you know i play football every day and i practice every day just win championships for the most part but it's like that's that's a cool accolade to have so like yeah getting your name on the wall at the comedy store is great i'm not, I'm not gonna say it's not it's 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 great but it's not it wasn't something where like I didn't think it was gonna get. It. It's like all right, cool. Now I can stop doing comedy. I got my name on this fucking wall. Yeah, it, made, yeah. it doesn't matter. It doesn't and, stop after that. That yeah. doesn't mean you're. Exactly. That doesn't mean you yeah. made it and you're the best. Yeah. They can bulldoze that place tomorrow. Sure. You know. And then also, once your name goes up on the wall, now you have to almost feel like you have to justify your name being up on the yeah. wall. Yeah. You're like, oh, now I have to really yeah. be funny so people don't go wait. This guy's a regular. Yeah. Then it's another game. You know what I mean? So yeah. Yeah. It's uh yeah. It, it was cool. It was almost like because I mean you know Tommy, so it was like dealing with that talent, that talent coordinator and get over that hump. That's what was like the pre- that was the pressure that was taken off. You're just like, all right, I don't deal with this guy anymore of just like you know lying to me all the time. Yeah, that kind mm-hmm. of thing. You know? that validation like, from Tommy was word, was yeah. it was such a mind fuck. Um, and you didn't need that. No. <laughs> it's like we're, we're human. Like, what are you doing, dude? This isn't like Clockwork Orange. We're you know adults. I, mean? I am yeah. the gatekeeper of the talk comedy. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you know, so none bad. shall pass. <laughs> there's, I mean, there's some, there's some uh, things that Tommy. Uh, said to me that I actually uh, took with a, a lot of, um, I really listened soul? to it. What's that? Oh, so you said like kosher soul. <laughs> well, there's a lot of crazy shit he said. Well but there were a few things, <laughs> I just feel like, 
you know, he shot a lot of, uh, he was in the gym, I put it this way, he's like, in the gym shooting a lot of fucking shots. Right. And he made a couple sometimes. Yeah. And I, I take that as far as the advice that he would give. And sometimes he fucking swished right into my brain, mm-hmm. and I was like, oh, that makes sense, and that actually is accurate, and I think you're, I'm going to take that and, and, tr- and try to apply it. Right. Uh, and then a, a majority of it, I was just like, you're mind fucking, you're, right. you're too high, you're a puppet master, you're, right. there's favoritism involved, you, yeah. there's bitterness of you not making it, you're, the way you talk about, uh, you deflect a lot of your um, weird think, frustration. Just like, for, just weird politics, weird, like, unnecessary politics. So, I mean, that's, comedy that's, that's is tough enough, around. and I feel like that was what he was, some yeah. of the things he was doing as far as controlling people's, right, and, and being, it's like, you are managing personalities in a way, like, almost like a, a sports mm-hmm. manager, but I don't think, I think he was doing too much, and it was because of a, I'm in this fucking corner right. box all the time, and I don't get to be up there. But I watch it all, but I want to be just as involved. Oh, he would say that. He's like, I'm the funniest guy. You guys, are, I'm, I'm funnier than all of you. Yeah. He would and say that's that the, the most delusional thing mm. you could possibly yeah. say. Yeah. So this is the person we're dealing when with. When you've never time. been on stage. Yeah. <laughs> some of the advice he had was great because some of the advice he had, it was from Mitzi. You know yeah. I mean? And then everything else he was doing was just so manipulative and just, sure. just unnecessary. So. Um, but so, okay. So you get over that hump, you get, you get past. That's yeah. great. Uh, and then, uh, and then now you're what, looking for another way to get the, uh, just, have opportunities, right? No, I mean, we're just creating. You know, that's, that's what we're all out here doing. You know, we're all, I mean, stand-up is, uh, I think when you move to Los Angeles, you learn quickly that this isn't a stand-up city. You can do stand-up in it every day. And that's that's mm-hmm. why it's great. But then you learn to love it more, you know? Yeah. And in Los Angeles, you, you have the opportunity to do everything else, you know? Like in New York, it's just, it's mainly just, hey, I'm a stand-up and I'm a writer. And here, it's like you can be a performer. You can, you know, you can be a writer. You can be an author. You can do everything out here. You know right. what I mean? And I think that's what Los Angeles kind of teaches you. So, I mean, that's what it is. It's just trying to create more things. Rose Bell is a great thing to, like, say, like, yeah, we created this. And now it's just, as on the move, that's something else or do everything, you know, other things. Now, the like, like the Rose Battle jokes, because we're comics and it's mm-hmm. mostly comics kind of in the audience. It's, right. It's kind of like our industry show. Have, have people taken it? too seriously where someone says a joke and someone like gets too hurt by that joke or too personal you know we've been lucky mm-hmm. i think everybody who walks who steps in they know what they're signing up for okay you know it's uh, nobody's taking it too seriously there, there was an instance once where like you know uh it was your friend it was like sturger she got like some girl touched her one time and that was like that was a thing but mm-hmm. you know other than that I don't think we've been pretty clean as far as you know people like that's good that want to come back and shoot up the place that that's good to know because there is it's kind of like Fight Club, where it's mm-hmm. like, yeah, you're gonna beat the shit out of each other, but then shake hands afterwards. Exactly. Like, understand. Yeah. It that... diffuses it with the hug at the end, because like, if yeah. you have to touch somebody after they, they, you know, they verbally <laughs> tongue lash you, it's like, <laughs> all right, whatever. I guess you're not so bad. It's yeah, just yeah, words yeah. at the end of the day. Like, you didn't hit me physically. So yeah. yeah. And and the thing that I love about it, or one many things, is that like we said, it's kind of an industry thing because mm-hmm. the because the room is so small that people aren't striving to perform to be good in front of the common people or just your standard audience right they're striving to be accepted by their peers right and the fact that it's open micers for the most mm-hmm. part and or people that are slightly above they're trying extra hard they're like oh man if i could yeah. prove that I'm, if I'm like it there's nothing at stake and everything at stake at the same, right. at, exactly. at, the same at the same time and that's one of the things i love about it yeah it's a weird dynamic man <laughs> the show is nuts yeah I mean, and the audience too, i mean they're a character in this like if, if they don't like you they'll swallow you up too so yeah it's it's nuts, man. It is a little hostile, and I uh, I don't know if I'll judge it again mm-hmm. <laughs> because <laughs> I feel so, and I'm okay with that. Because well, here's the thing: before I judge the last time, and I think this is an interesting um, just observation to make. I, I was talking to uh, Tony Hinchcliffe, mm-hmm. who has become 
I'd say one of the sharpest shooters oh, dude, in the oh, game. The guy's a maniac. Yeah, it's, he's really good at it. You know, he writes for the roast. He opens for Jeff Ross and Rogan. But, like, in doing so and in just honing his craft of of knowing that, like, and and you've heard him say it. He said on this podcast about how getting teased as a kid and how he would fire back with insults. Mm-hmm. He's been doing it his whole life. Right. And, and you can tell. And you can tell. Mm-hmm. And uh, and there's a chip on the shoulder that that I think he's smart to, like, somehow always leave there a little bit. Right. And now he's, you know, he's gained confidence, obviously, mm-hmm. through through uh, positive, um, uh, you know, achievements. But uh, he was telling me, he go, I go, Tony, I just, I don't, I know, I watched the last time the judges can be a part of the show and you shouldn't be there and just... Just make actual um, assessments. You like you mm-hmm. be involved, and I go. But the roasting man has never been my thing. There was one time when I tried to submit for a roast uh, mm-hmm. writing job, and then I stopped halfway, and I go, I, it, my brain, it's not coming naturally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And not that something should be easy for you to do it, but I just it was take it was really taking a lot for me. It's a different skill. It's a different muscle. It's a different skill, and there also has to be something in you that has no problems uh, throwing daggers to the heart. Yeah. You got to have some angst. And like more than angst, you have to like get to want to hurt somebody. And I love people. Yeah. I'm yeah. a people pleaser, but I also love people. Right. And so it just, um, but that being said, Tony's like, well, make a joke about that. And then just, uh, uh, and say, you're going to like, I'm going to try, but I'm bad at this. And that way you're giving yourself a, uh, almost like a uh, room to fail, too. room to fail. And yeah, people yeah, will yeah. laugh at your, and then be overly bad about it. Yeah. And I, I should take that advice. And I pushed out. Because I go, no, I'm actually going to try to do it. Mm-hmm. And then every joke I had in my head to do, I uh, I tense up. I got a few laughs on a couple things. You were, that were fine. Saying. I feel like it's. Um, I think people watch it as well because uh, you can see, you know, some of your heroes. You know, like the, the guys we have on the, the judges. Yeah. The bands. Like you get to see those guys be. It's it's not their stand-up themselves. Act. Yeah. Exactly. So it's it, that's who you are, and that's what's going to come out for the most part. Totally. You know what I mean, you're you're right, and that you is. You don't what, need to say jokes. Like when Brad was doing it, Brad's just like Brad. That's his. That's his form, yeah. and he gets yeah. after it. You know so what I mean? all, all I'm saying is, Adam loves people. I hate people. Yeah, sign <laughs> me. Let me tell you this. Here's sign one. Me up. Uh, let me yeah, let yeah. me break them down. But I do want to say this one thing that I was really pissed I didn't say that I yeah. like might have gotten because you know after I would uh, there was a few things I said like at one point I think my thing was where I was go I go who had that joke about the uh, the shoes yeah, yeah that was good yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah you were great joke. I was like oh you win or whatever but like I the the two kids in the uh, final card were uh, Cena and Guam oh, and yeah. uh, one joke that came quickly to my head that I just didn't say that I really bummed out I go. I go, first of all, I just want to say it's an honor to uh, to be judging uh, two of the guys uh, who were named after both the ladies that jerked me off at the massage parlor today. See no more. There you go. Um, but, you know, just uh, something, yeah. a quick whatever. But, uh, but I just go, not that everybody there even watching these young comics know me personally, mm-hmm. but enough of them, I think, have seen... Probably, you know, the people, everyone you have on that uh, judge dais, people know more mm-hmm. or less who they are and what in their right. comedy. And so it, it almost, in my head, I go, oh, this is going to sound out of character. No one knows me for doing these types of jokes. Right. So I just, I just froze up and I bit my tongue. I go, don't even say that because people are going to be like, oh, geez, Adam's being mean. What? Yeah. You know? No, because I, they're not, they're, that's what they're there for. You yeah. know what I mean? Like yeah. they know what they're signing up for too. It's yeah. a roast show. So yeah. if you're going to be mean, like they, they're there for that. Like, they yeah. want the ooze and the odds. Uh, when they look at yeah. you like, oh, the guy's like, as, as nice and likable as he is, he can also, he's a butterfly killer. You yeah. know what I mean? Like he will say mean, he will say something that's going to like, you know, yeah, it's going to get more respect. All right. Yeah. Well, lesson learned. Nine, <laughs> nine end bombs coming next time I judge. <laughs> Finally. Yeah. Uh, you know what I like. <laughs> How the uh, people who are listening to this podcast, we're going, well, this is a, sound like an amazing show. How could I see this show? Like, uh, like, 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 how, like, how does someone get in the audience? How does someone get in the audience? Yeah. Uh, 
Come to Los Angeles every. We're here every Tuesday. Mm-hmm. I, I have not had a show. I'm not have not had a show on Tuesday. We'll say it like that, I guess. For yes. the uh, two and a half years. Yeah, yeah, that's crazy. And it's and it's yeah. at midnight. It's at midnight. Yeah. It's at eleven thirty every Tuesday. We right. start the uh, the Rose Battle. Get there early because, like we said, it's a small room. Yeah, and if and it fills up, and you'll be elbows like literally you're packed in there but yeah. it's, it's such a good time that atmosphere is it's electric energy there's nothing like it nothing. I've, I've never seen another show in la that has that kind of atmosphere to yeah. it all 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 the parts the all negro wave the hot the house racist the right. roaster themselves and our ringmaster brian moses holding it all together well, dj coach t too though he does all yeah. the, the sound effects oh yeah this yeah. is a killer element he's too still, dude he's amazing dude, <laughs> yeah, when, when he man. makes the gun noises yeah. when there's a big joke or like a cannon <laughs> yeah it's great it's um, so good i remember the show you were on in montreal he uh somebody had like a simpsons reference in their joke and literally like during like the uh it was within like seconds he had he had the simpsons thing yeah was yeah nuts, man. yeah yeah it was just Unbelievable! You guys, guys, you guys are a well-oiled machine. You've done it for it. so long. Wait, and Boon Shaka, we didn't talk about Boon, Boon Shaka. Shaka. Oh, yeah. Boon Shaka! Every week with uh, some Tina Turner, <laughs> proud mayor. Boon Shaka, for those who don't know, um, is a homeless transvestite. Yeah, he's well, yeah, homeless transvestite who steals stuff from people and then sells it back to other yeah, people. Sells his wares, yeah. At his comic store, he's he's um, you know what though, man, he's uh. He's a gentle soul. <laughs> I love Bone Man. I think he's, I do too. He's, he's a, a very he's, a, he's, he's harmless. Los Angeles stable. He's homeless. Really, but he's uh, the first time I met Bone, he had a cage on his face. Like Wait, straight up, had a cage on. His, it was for the potluck on a Sunday or Monday. I want to say back in like the late two thousands. And yeah, the first time I saw Boone Shakalaki, had no shirt on and a cage on his face. Eight pack and cage. Eight pack and cage. <laughs> Bro, he's got a, he's got an eight, it's nuts. Bo's in, in incredible shape. By the way, if that's not the name of a of an upcoming Nicolas Cage movie, I don't know. <laughs> eight pack and cage. <laughs> that's the I name. Would, I, I would go see. It's it. a beach cop movie yeah. with Vin Diesel who plays eight pack <laughs> and Nicolas Cage. Yeah, Nicolas Cage plays himself. <laughs> um, dude. Brian, well, uh, thank you for coming yeah. on. Thanks for having me. Go see the Roast Battle every Tuesday uh, yeah. at 11.30 at the Comedy Store. Yeah, Get there early. find it. We have it on, it's on the we'll, uh, streaming apps at Periscope every uh, Tuesday at 11.30. Oh, that's right. That's an incredible. Dude, that is, uh, yeah. I have watched that uh, from my home. So I like, And that's yeah. incredible. They do a good job. Though, together. They do a great job. Yeah. What, yeah. Uh, what account on Periscope do you follow? Uh, at Roast Battle. At Roast Battle. There, there you go. Check follow it on. out, Brad. Follow it on Twitter and B uh, Moses. Uh, yeah. You're 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 making the rounds uh, around the country with stand up here and there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, where am I going to be? I'm in I'm in La Jolla this weekend. Are you? Yeah. This uh, Christmas weekend. But this probably won't come out by then. So. Do you want? <laughs> no, this will be on two weeks. Okay. Yeah, nice. Christmas this weekend. So how was it? <laughs> <laughs> was it good? Man, set was great, guys. <laughs> you should come back with me in April. I got another weekend in April. Yeah, let's do it. Uh, is Brad coming? Uh, Brad, you want to come? Yeah. Brad, you, Brad, you want to open and, and let uh, so it'll go you, Moses, me, done. Come on, headliner, <laughs> I'll host it. What's that? I'm not following Brad. <laughs> Nobody wants to follow Brad. Yeah. Not even Brad wants to follow Brad. Yeah. Oh God, no, that guy's a killer. <laughs> Brian, thank you so much. Happy holidays, thank you guys, man. Happy Hanukkah. Happy Kwanzaa. <laughs> You know, I feel, what, like, I feel like it's that's standard. I have to say it since nobody else is gonna do it. You made me do it, you jerks. So that's the show.
About Last Night podcast with Brad Williams and Adam Ray. Boy, they're a lot of fun, huh? Why don't you subscribe on iTunes to this fucking podcast, give them a five-star rating so this midget and this Jew can feel good about themselves for a couple minutes. Also, get on your iPhone or Android and get the podcast app. You can also listen to it on Stitcher or aboutlastnightpodcast.com, where you can hear past episodes with great guests like Lisa Kudrow, Paul Feig, Kevin Nealon, Bob Saget, Dion Cole, Chris D'Elia, Adam Devine, Michael McDonald, Jaleel White, Bud Friedman, Steve-O, Harlan Williams, Tom Arnold, Ron Funches, Rick Glassman, Blake Anderson, Anders Holm, Jessime Peluso, Joey McIntyre, and many, many more. I'm Tony Danza. Thanks for listening to the About Last Night podcast. Good night. That's it, right? You got it? Sweet. Boy, it smells good in that booth, by the way. What kind of candle is that? Hanukkah Willow? <laughs> nice. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.